man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly podcast. Chris here with Dahlia. What's, What's going on? up, Rock News Weekly listeners? Chris and I have been doing this for a minute. We're going on 10 years now. We've been doing this thing for a minute since 20. 20- 13 is when yeah, we started so, it all with the Garage Rock Show on yep. 1057thebear.com. You can check it out. Uh, we It all started there, and it, it's just, like, progressed into where we are now. So going on 10 years, probably going to do a 10-year... Uh, uh, maybe at the end, yeah. Episode, do maybe next special. year, maybe April. I think that's when it started, oh, but okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're season four, episode number 40 here, guys, week of October 17th. It's part two of our Aftershock 2022 recap. We're going to go over our top three bands from each day we attended, our favorite things as well as the worst things we experienced at the Mm -hmm. festival, stories of meeting some band members, celebrities, all of our experiences in Sacramento throughout the weekend. Plus this week in rock and roll history trivia, we're going to do some trivia for you guys. All that stuff's up at rocknewsweekly.com for $3.99 a month. You get access to our exclusive interviews, bands, musicians, Aftershock Festival coverage. We will put that stuff behind the uh, subscriber paywall coming up for the Aftershock Festival interviews. So uh, keep listening and uh, listen quick if you don't want to have to pay for that. Instagram, right. Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly. Check it out, nine different platforms, however you guys listen. So let's get to it this week. Yeah. Uh, Aftershock favorites and top threes. We're going to start with Thursday, and Dahlia, why don't you tell us a little bit about just Thursday in general and then go into your top three. So Thursday, it was pretty crowded when we first got there, right? Thir- yes, Thursday was awesome. and uh, from Probably the, I, the best day of the, the festival, best day I think. The, yeah, some of my friends, uh, you know, hashtag, hashtag to trip underscore Rogers, the wrestler, uh, he only went there on Thursday, ran into a friend of mine. There's like 10,000 people there. And I'm like, oh, wait, that, I'm pretty sure that was Roger. But anyway, Thursday was the day. Like, they were, the festival was not anticipating such a, a huge turnout for that day. Um, but, you know, it progressed and evolved over the weekend. Oh, Go ahead. Just want to get the mic closer. Oh, thank you. Okay. But yeah, no, Carry Thursday on. was awesome. You know, th- just the anticipation of, of going to the show. We've been waiting all year. We've been like planning for it. So getting there was awesome. They expanded the venue this year. At, Today, so, or this year was the first year they did Thursday as a full four-day part of it. Uh, last year they did it as a bonus, right? They did. In addition to, they included an additional fourth stage. So... Uh, if you are uh, if, if you are an aftershock person, you know that when you get off that Jaboom Street bridge, like it was just all like open, you know, just grass area. But they turned that into a whole stage and expanded the whole thing. Yep. So the, the course light stage was actually right when you entered the festival from Jaboom Street, which was awesome because they had so many awesome acts such as like bad religion on there yeah there was a lot of really good bands closing out that uh fourth stage mm-hmm. the, the only thing that we were saying that, w- that was the bummer was the distance between 
that in the main stage, right? Oh, we got our steps in, though. That's the good thing, right? A trek. Every time we wanted to go see basically who we were going to go see, it was, uh, it was uh, a whole expenditure, and that was maybe one of the bad things of that distance, right? Yeah, but the awesome thing, we got we, we got to Sacramento on Thursday. We checked into our, our hotel, and believe it or not, Slipknot was staying at our same hotel, which was awesome. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, riding up the elevator. Yeah, we saw Sean Clown uh, Crahan in the elevator at the uh, at the place we were staying, the Hyatt Centric, and he was very just cool, wasn't assuming or anything. He just said, "Hey, you guys going to the show? All right, well, we'll see you out there." And we just flew in. Uh, for, uh, got here at four. We in just the got morning. here at four a.m. Like there were two tour buses out front, and uh, there were like some folks across the street who were trying to get autographs. Like we didn't realize what was happening at the time because we just, you know, got off from traveling. But it was awesome. It was awesome. At any rate, uh, went to the festival. It was awesome. The uh, security was amazing. Uh, went into the festival and just enjoyed the show. My God, uh, uh, awesome, Chris. So yeah, on Thursday, really enjoyed seeing Dead Sarah. They were uh, some uh, of the uh, one of our favorites out there. Dead Sarah was killer. Prong, uh, Kill Switch. Uh, we'll get to some of our top three here in a second. Uh, that really topped the bill uh, were that basically the headliners. And Dolly, what was your favorite band for Thursday? Slipknot. Slipknot Slip- killed it. That's it why everyone was there. It was like so. It, well, Chris and I like thrashed so hard. It was awesome. Like their runs are incredible. You know, I wasn't a, a Slipknot like back in the day, but in the in the recent years, like sure. dude, Slipknot killed it, man! Oh my god, it was incredible. The, the, their performance was amazing. It it really was. They I thought it was one of the best ones that we've seen. Uh, I've ever seen from Slipknot. Uh, they they killed it. It was awesome. It, it was really cool that we were staying there at the same hotel too. So I think that kind of made it even uh, <laughs> it did. cooler it totally in a did. way. And uh, yeah, they just killed it. And I think that the festival was not expecting that many people to be out there on on Thursday. Right. They they were overwhelmed. The line to get in was super long. Uh, all the lines for the water and for the food were extremely long mm-hmm. on Thursday. And then on Friday and Saturday, it just kind of let up a little bit. Yep. It was all figured out on Friday. Like they got their their stuff together, and it was awesome. But. Uh, like you said, runner-up Rob Zombie. I'd I'd never seen Rob Zombie live before, so that's one of the things that like really attracted me to Thursday. Yeah. So it's like I have to check out Rob Zombie. I've seen a lot of these other bands. Like again, we've been doing this for like ten years. So this is one of the shirts that we got there. Uh, the Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. The Rob Zombie shirt was pretty awesome. <laughs> no fucks giving given ever. Awesome. So Rob Zombie always puts on an awesome. In show. his stage present, I'm like. I'm like, oh my God, please don't fall, Rob. You're getting in, up there in the age. But no, he killed it. He was jumping like the, they had these like platforms. Uh, there were like three or four different platforms with these huge like two foot gaps. And he was, and he was ju- jumping. I know. And hopping. Yeah, it was awesome. It was Rob killer. Zombie killed it, dude. He really It was did. fucking awesome. He was, he was great right before Slipknot. Yeah, and Bad Religion on our way out was incredible. Bad Religion on the way out. They had to get the honorable mention. It was awesome. They're always consistent. They're a great band. They closed out that fourth new stage. And then shout out to Dead Sarah. We got to interview them on uh, that that day as well Mm -hmm. on Thursday afternoon. And they were really cool about it. And they were awesome uh, as well. So shout out to them. Mm -hmm. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product 
made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that "I don't give a fuck" mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it, drink it, and and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So thank you, crow. All right. So Friday. Top three for Friday. So on Friday, here's the deal. We didn't go in uh, until about, like, I think Set It Off was the first, maybe as we were walking in, that we saw leading yeah. in the clutch. Um, we, we, we missed a lot of these bands, to be honest. And uh, we heard good things about Spirit Box. We heard they were really good. So mm-hmm. if you guys are into them. And then we actually got to meet Jarris Johnson backstage. He was hanging out in the media area. Seemed like a really cool guy. Um, and then, so yeah, then we got into what we actually saw, the meat and potatoes of Friday, which is about from here here on. So, mm-hmm. Dahlia, what are your top three for Friday? Danzig. You know, Danzig's like my ultimate, like, if, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see like my video that I posted uh, of the just the crowd from Danzig. It was awesome. It was. It was, uh, you know, and I it was always cool. love a dance show. He's like, yeah, he's like getting there. He's got his leg up. He's doing the rocker stance. Like he's doing the whole nine yards, right? Yeah, I'm no, like, and he was yeah, in great get shape. It, bro. And uh, it's cool to see him as just solo Danzig instead of always with like the, the misfits. misfits. We've seen, yeah. I've seen him the past couple times now with the misfits. And that's awesome and everything, but it was cool to see a different selection of songs. Yeah. And Tommy Victor on the guitar, we got to interview him as well. Uh, Dead Sarah and Tommy Victor were the same day. He played How the Gods Kill, yeah. and that was killer, dude. It was awesome. Tommy Victor is a great guitar player and a yeah. really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's from Long Island. Uh, shout out to my friend Craig Cofresi, who's telling me, he's like, yeah, that's the Long Island crew, man. We're good guys <laughs> and all this, you know. I was like, yeah, and the, the, their sound guy was from Long Island. He was a really cool guy, Joe Sincata. We got to meet those guys, and the Danzig camp was really a bunch of nice guys, so I just wanted to shout them out. So also, Lamb of God. Lamb I, of God. I, I felt that was kind of tied for, for first place, to right, be honest. Right, Well, I've never seen Lamb of God before, <laughs> yeah. but oh my God, Randy killed it, did he not? Yeah, Randy Blythe, oh lead singer, Lamb of God. God. Killer, man. If you guys never seen Lamb of God, just check out some live footage on YouTube if you've never seen him actually live. You know, I think you'll get inspired to go check him out. And the cool thing was, like, because we were backstage in the media area, uh, in the VIP area, what was awesome that Matt Pinfield from the Pinfield Suite, you know, we're like yeah, he does a little podcast and a, a video thing out there from MTV back in the day. Matt Pinfield's he was a legend. Inter- yep, he was interviewing Randy from Lamb of God back in that tent, and that was awesome. Yeah, and he had a a, a wig on. Uh, Matt, Pin- Matt Pinfield put a wig of dreadlocks on to look like Randy Blythe <laughs> yeah. uh, from Lamb of God. It was pretty it funny. It was awesome. 
<laughs> but you saw Mashuga too. Yeah, we, we caught a little bit of Mashuga as then, well as Helmet. They and, were on that same stage. Yeah, and then Guar, they were just like out and taking well. photos, like out and about the festival. Yeah, Guar, so, the the guys from Guar are really cool. Um, they are. We've we've interviewed them two years ago or we, pre-COVID, yep. but yeah. Yeah, they're great. Great uh, guys. Mashuga was awesome. They closed out that fourth stage. Helmet was on there. Guar was uh, as well. Kiss, they get an honorable mention just for being yeah. Kiss and shooting off some fireworks. Do they not look tall? Everyone looks like little ants on the stage. Like, <laughs> even if you're up front, but Kiss, yeah, yeah. they're like so tall. Yeah, and I mean, Gene's a tall guy, and then those boots he wears, they're All like a them. foot tall, man. Those heels, crazy. I'm like, they command the stage. That yeah. was awesome. The pyrotechnics were amazing. They're pros, and they do put on one of the best live shows in the rock and roll yeah. business. So, I Agreed. mean, just shout out for them for Agreed. doing that. And for the number of years they've done it. Mm -hmm. It's impressive for 50 years. All right, Saturday. Saturday was the last day. Dolly, I'm going to let you take it here as I get a refill real quick. So you kind of talk about Saturday in the beginning and getting to the festival and then your favorites of the day. So Saturday was awesome getting into the festival. We Again, it was so easy, the lift rides and um, the, the uh, shuttle that takes you from the festival to downtown and the shuttle that takes you to uh, your vehicles where there are parked. So that was well organized starting on Friday, Saturday. Thursday was a little bit of, you know, an opportunity. However, they did figure it out really quick. Chris and I were able to get into the festival really, really fast. And he he and a friend of ours had interviews going on in the afternoon. But we were able to check out Thrice. Thrice was awesome. Chris went and uh, checked out Zeal and Ardor. He was live streaming. If, if uh, folks... Uh, tune into Rock News Weekly. They saw him streaming the mosh pit from Zill and Arter at 3:30 p.m. on Saturday, and, and he did. And he did get swooped up, swooped up in that mosh pit. We're still like, you know, putting some antiseptic on that knee, but he had the best time of his life. But meanwhile, I'm like chilling with Thrice. That was awesome. It was killer. Um, oh, there you go. Watch out, babe. Um, it was it was killer. Uh, uh, Saturday was probably. Uh, one of the funnest days in the afternoon, uh, yeah. the early part of the day. Uh, we didn't stick around for um, the end of it with uh, My Chemical Romance just because they were on so late. They were on at 9.30 at mm -hmm. night. Uh, we had to go in early at 1.30 to interview Thrice mm -hmm. uh, before they went on. So we just had to be there early. So we made the decision we were going to leave early on <laughs> Saturday and just kind of do our own thing. Yeah. Uh, Zeal and Arter were awesome. That was probably the, the funnest one for me as well. Thursday were great. Uh, Thrice Airborne. Mothica was actually awesome. Mothica was good. Yes, she played on the Coors Light stage. Which yeah, was, and she was, was dressed up all like a yes, trippy she's Alice getting in Wonderland ready. Yeah, she's thing. getting ready for Halloween. It was mm -hmm. awesome. Great show. Uh, Airborne, he was smashing that beer can oh, on his yes, head. Oh, yes, Airborne. How can we forget Airborne? They were like ACDC. No, They're he from was, Australia. Those guys kicked ass. Airborne was riding on the shoulders of a security guard. Yeah. And doing smashing a beer on yeah, his head his and solo. playing guitar solo at the same time. I'm like, that poor security guard. Hopefully he's getting paid well. Yeah, <laughs> no, he was. I think he's just a friend of the band. He's just a, a friend of the band. Because it was guy. very hot that weekend. Oh, so super hot. For anyone to be on anyone's shoulders, like props to you if you were carrying somebody on your shoulders, folks. Yeah, so Thrice and My Chemical Romance yep. for the uh, favorites, runners up, Airborne and Zeal and Arter. Mm -hmm. Honorable mention, Beartooth and Horror. Uh, good stuff for Saturday. 
Uh, Sunday Sunday had some awesome stuff. We just didn't stick around for Sunday. We couldn't make it for all uh, four days. Uh, we had to head back into town, but some of the ones that I would have seen, definitely Dirty Honey kicking it off there. Um, I've heard good things about The Warning as well. Um, the Struts are cool. Pretty Reckless, Black Label Society, Amigo the Devil, uh, Jelly Roll. We got to interview I Amigo would have the been Devil. there for Action Bronson. Action Bronson, That would definitely. have been awesome. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, they put on an awesome show from what the footage that I saw. They have a whole new stage show. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Muse uh, killed it. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, all Great right, stuff. so let's get to it here. Uh, three things from Aftershock that we really liked. Um, so one of the things that I think that we both agreed on and we noticed were the new refillable water stations. Yes, That awesome. was really cool. You, you could save a lot of money. The of the stages. We'll get to that. New refillable water stations as well as the Air Misters. They had these new air misters that were like Those really, were a really, lifesaver on Saturday. I'm they like, were. just let me just hang out here for this like This is kind of what they minutes. look like. Um, the, they basically had this little air mister thing with an mm-hmm. industrial fan. And man, you could just sit there in front of it. It was awesome. These yeah. refillable water stations, they were really cool. Um, super easy. Um, the fourth stage in the VIP restrooms, I feel like. Uh, needed a shout out. The VIP restrooms were the air conditioned type that looked yes. like this, where it's a nice, really nice trailer in there. Soap, water, and paper towels. So, ladies or just guys that don't want to deal with nasty ass porta potties, this is the way to go. I mean, this is kind of what you're paying for with that VIP experience. You're getting these really nice air conditioned bathrooms, you're getting the misters and all that stuff, as well as the views from the stage. Yes. And that kind of pays for itself mm-hmm. in the in the experience. So I just wanted to definitely shout that out. And the uh, the fourth stage was, was huge. It was awesome this year. It was year. incredible. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing that we really liked were, was that they expanded the festival dates, adding on Thursday. Uh, and Thursday seemed to be the strongest day this year, so I'm glad they did. Um, people were saying, oh, well, it's kind of watered down now uh, that you have it spanned out over four days. Should have just kept it three days. People are like, you shouldn't have made it four stages, and now it's too much walking. So I don't know. What do you think of all of that? Like, we have four stages now in four days. Do you think it's too much, too fast kind of thing? It is a lot of walking. However, if the weather was as it was in prior years it would not have been like any sort of deal like i like going back and looking at photos of us in prior year aftershocks and i'm wearing like a scarf and a no, long yeah, sleeve shirt this was the hottest it's been here like i'm it wearing like barely anything and i'm just like melting yeah we were super super hot especially on saturday it seemed to be the hottest day of the whole uh four days and it was, yeah, we didn't even want to walk across the, the stages to go to stage four at a certain point. Yeah, there wasn't We're any like, this relief. is too much, man. Mm-hmm. I walked alone by uh, to Zeal and Arter because no one wanted to walk over there. <laughs> yeah. It was I was so like, hot. I'm going to hang out here, Chris, and it then I'll watch you It was at 3 o'clock, 3.30 or whatever. Yeah. And it was, it was like the hottest part and of the day. And can you imagine yeah. the bands? Like, I remember running into, like... Dustin in the media area, I'm like, oh my god, and they were talking about how hot it was. They were melting on the stage. Yeah, these bands, and, the, so. and the number one thing that all the bands said that uh, when I asked them what's a thing to improve, was the temperature, and they were sarcastically saying like, don't face the stages directly at the sun, and you know, uh, have you know, be cooler out there. And uh, both things you really can't. I guess they could face the stage a little bit but the way that the park is you really can't kind of get away from it yeah right they should have something maybe for the band 
to kind of block the sun a little bit better. I think they need to do a better job, maybe like what Coachella does, with some of those like tents. They have like the tents. Yeah, with water Go shooting on. off and that kind of a deal. And maybe on the main stages, they have like a big tent that doesn't necessarily block the view from people behind, but provides uh, shade, a little slight shade for the people on the stage and in right. the front of the uh, stage because that's where they get no relief. Mm, and yeah. it is brutal. Um, things for them to improve, the dust situation. We were saying the dust situation is pretty gnarly out there. It always has been, though, and we anticipate that But here's year. what one thing that we noticed that is not there anymore. They don't have hay, right? They used to have hay that they throw down on the ground to kind of help with the dust. They don't do that anymore. So we're wondering... Do they need more water trucks? Do they need these misters? These are like these industrial misters that I have on the screen behind us that they let run and kind of keep the ground uh, not not as dry. So mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? No, I agree 100%. However, when we did arrive on Saturday, I did notice that they did have water trucks that, ran, uh, that went they, through. They were. They went through, but maybe more often. Maybe increase the frequency. Right. And mm -hmm. maybe have more of these types of things where they're stationary. And for regular people, I feel like they didn't have those uh, the um, water misters for regular um, general admission. Mm -hmm. They had ju just uh, air blowers. They didn't have the water ones, and they only had that for VIP. So I felt that was kind of they need to have more of these, and for having for everyone, mm -hmm. you know. Anyway, uh, so what else? Uh, the food. I think we need to improve the food selection and quality out there. I agree 100%. So <laughs> oh, my gosh. Those we, pork fries? What yeah, was we that? had these pork fries that were called dirty fries. We're not going to call out anybody specifically. No, no, no. And I just grabbed a picture here. It's not about Drewskis. They actually probably had some of the better stuff out there, but I'm not going to uh, call them out either either way. Um, but they just need to improve the food offerings, I feel, at Aftershock Agreed. in general. So uh, tell the listeners, kind of describe the way it was it was like out there, like in, in terms of the food offerings. Well, the, the, there were a lot of food offering choices. However, you had to like, it, it, it might be word of mouth and we just not, we did not get the message or something because we went to one of the, the food areas and there wasn't a line that should have been our first indicator not to eat there. But it was just like, these uh, frozen fries that were like microwaved yeah. in this little piece of so like it's, it's kind of confusing the and there's these people that kind of take advantage of oh, I'll, I'll give an example of what we went through mm -hmm. uh, there's this um, um, proper Nash and proper Nashville fried chicken out there right and it's like a legit company well, let's not call anybody out again no but they were good and they were one of the better ones they yes. got the better reviews right and then so we're in the VIP area and we see something that says Nashville chicken. And we're thinking, oh, that must be that truck and it's in the VIP area, right? No, not at all. It's some other just BS company that's probably making fair food and they're calling it Nashville chicken and they got a sucker like us to go up there and, and get it. And I will say that one tender of the actual spicy <laughs> one, that was the best that was, thing we there had. There was one good tender. There was one good tender. We and had there that was one. like a couple of crinkle cuts and a couple of regular. Yeah, they gave slice. us this like regular and crinkle cut Like, did cut we just get somebody else's food? Yeah, it felt like it was so sloppy, like a fair food, like a BS fair food. Like if and we're going to page... And if we're going to pay $20 for a little tiny container of food, 18. please make, again, please make it. And it was, it felt like a ripoff and it felt, and this is the VIP offerings. Mm -hmm. So they had other stuff too, like Cousins Maine Lobster and some other stuff. But we were talking about it. Who wants to eat 
cousin's main lobsters a seafood in the middle of a hot ass day. Yeah, how are festival. they keeping that seafood? You don't like trust. Cold? I don't trust no. seafood at a festival or any kind of event like no. that, right? Unless you're like at a festival uh, that's off of the beach, do not do it. No way. <laughs> so, and, and they may be legit, and they may have some kind of process that keeps yeah. it like you know. I don't want to call them out either, but it just it felt like there needs to be better food selection and better offerings Agreed. for everyone out there. Agreed. At aftershock, so step that up, guys. Also, the stage locations and the shade views. So if you guys kind of see here, I'll, I'll scan over a little bit. So here's the VIP area, right? Here's the, uh, this is what me and uh, Dolly were talking about. Here's the discovery stage and here's the monster energy stage. These are the two main stages of Aftershock, right? So here we are in the VIP in it's the middle. It's actually Colas and Jack Daniels, but yeah. Yeah, I think this is, they, they didn't update the sponsors, mm -hmm. right? So Cola's Discovery Stage and then the Jack, Jack Daniels, Daniels Monster Energy Stage. Mm -hmm. Well, Jack Daniels Stage, not Monster. These are the two main ones. You you have an excellent view of this stage in the VIP area. Oh, it's right incredible here right for there. For the Monster or the Jack Daniels Stage. But for the Cola's Stage for VIP area. You're right behind that little fence right there. You see yeah, that little fence? Yeah, see this fence, fence right here? It, it blocks a, a good portion of that There's stage. There's like 2,000 people right behind There's that There's also little. no shade right here. Mm -hmm. And so no one's standing out here because it's it's beating down sun right in those areas. So you can't get a good view of that cola stage, really. I mean, you kind of do, but you really don't. And it kind of sucks. You have to venture out here into the general mission area where it's already, like, claimed and totally packed. And they really exagger exaggerated those trees there between the two paved areas. Mm-hmm. I don't recall seeing any trees there. Their merch tent was insane. Uh, it was the biggest merch tent I've seen. Oh, that merch tent was awesome. It was it was very very. Um, it, it, it was overwhelming. I don't know another word to describe it. Like you're almost just like trying to see how many things. You're like they, in a mall, right? There's hundreds of and stuff. And you have there. ten minutes to decide. And a lot of the bands leave their or take their merch after they play. Some of the smaller bands. So if you see them on Thursday. You better go and get that merch on Thursday because uh, after the next couple of days, they're not going to have it. They're and they have won't your have your size. Because mm -hmm. I found that out the hard way with a lot of shirts that I wanted to get. So just a heads up on that. And now a message from one of our sponsors. And now, playing at the Cannes Film Festival, a story about love, triumph, and overcoming. It's funny, you know? You know that, Joyce? Funny. Well, now you got me curious. What's funny? He makes me jam from scratch. He's so gifted. Oh, it must be illegal jam then. Good for you. Yeah, he's gifted. A story of downright hobo debauchery. Starring five-time Academy Award nominee Matthew McConaughey. You're such a card, my love. You're so different. Billy goes scratch my back. Flim flam, flag of the flam. Peaches in my rock. Seedless. Oh god, it's like poetry. Daddy says we can't be together. Teddy bear. For goodness. Riches and gold. God fears the fickle tickles. Betty was just a young girl growing up the daughter of a famous rock star with a secret. Wow, you were sitting home alone at age 13. Your real daddy was dying. Sorry you didn't see him. But I'm glad we talked. I don't understand, Daddy. I look exactly like you. You showed up on my ancestry as my father. Clearly, I remember picking on the boy. Seemed a harmless little fuck. 
But we unleashed a lion. Gnash his teeth and Britta Reese's latest breast. What? This really happened? Betty had a secret. And her life changed forever when she met the Flim Flam Man. Oh, Joyce. Daddy doesn't know, but the Flim Flam Man and I are getting married. Do you need a lawyer? Does your father need to have a little accident? Does he know your secret? Oh, Joyce, here he comes. My love. He, he looks like he needs a trim. And clothes. He smells really bad. Trickery. Snatch. Cripple crab a crutch. Did he just shit his pants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet. Starring Tedley Sweenadoo as grunge rocker Eddie Vedder's daughter, Betty... Getty, Betty Getty Vetter with a secret. A touching romance between the Flim Flam Man, a lost hobo soul with nothing left to live for until he meets the love of his life. He's unique. A lost soul. A flower in the rain. Together, they craft their own alcoholic beverage made out of krill and form an empire that captivates a nation. Krilla juice. Krilly, krilly, feats of smilly. Pickled my teeth in jelly. Oh, flim flam man. Also, directed by Oscar winning actor Matthew McConaughey as the flim flam man. We made a brew from my shoe. And in her acting debut, local litigation expert Joyce Joyceless. Jesus Christ, honey. Your dad's gonna have an accident when he sees this hot mess. I'll plead the fifth. The defense rests, Betty. Brought to you by Krill Lager and Orion Studios. Betty. Getty. Betty. 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 Getty. Betty. Getty Vetter. And the Flim Flam Man. In theaters everywhere. October 2021. Also, Betty's a cyborg. That's a secret. Uh, I mean... The, the uh, fourth stage, all the way over here, so check it out. It's actually over here, and you don't see it right yeah, here. Yeah, this, this map is actually... This is from last year, actually. I think uh, I grabbed last year's. You don't see the fourth stage, but, but it's, it's right over But it's over there here. on that curve. It's right over in this area, and they basically uh, butted it up and faced it this way. Yeah, and then where you see capital stage, that was actually DW Presents. Yep. On the other side of that paved area, that's actually the bridge... And then on the other side, it's actually up more is yeah. where the Coors Light stage was. Yeah, they was. expanded the grounds a little bit there. Yeah, so. it was northeast of that paved area. So uh, they, and, and imagine walking from here all the way to there. Northeast of that. That's a trek, guys. It's a, it's a trek. So Aftershock needs to figure, um, I don't know. I mean, there. I guess there's really no way around that. Yeah. But it kind of sucks. Well, they can like, yeah, 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 you're right. I don't know. You're right. Have a little train system. Unless they like push it. <laughs> we oh all my just God, hop on the little awesome. train like a little kid's train. A little, oh, that would be awesome. That would be so funny. Oh, that'd be dope. Um, but anyway. <laughs> a train station. We have provided recommendations. All right. So there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right. Most rock and roll moment of the weekend was uh this isn't a picture from that exact festival but this is uh, a thing apparently that airborne does is uh their lead singer is nuts dude and he got a tall can and started smashing it on the side of his head and started busting it open 
and drinking it. He <laughs> shotgunned it, pounded it, threw it in there. And poured it all <clears> in his hair. And then he gets on the, the piggyback of his uh, security guard and starts doing guitar solos like up and down the thing. It was it was pretty rock and roll. That right? was rock and roll. I, I mean, got, that was rock and roll. That's That was the most rock and roll thing I'd seen at the festival for sure. Uh, we had a lot of fun and a lot of moments, but that was... I had to give it to him. That was killer. So shout out to Airborne for shout that. Shout out. Uh, biggest musical surprise for me, I don't know about Dahlia, uh, but b- biggest musical surprise for me was Zeal and Arter. Those guys are from the UK. It was the last day of their UK tour. Uh, they don't make it to the States very often. Uh, it was pretty cool to see them. I felt like they were uh, different and uh, something that Aftershock does well, but not enough is get these uh, good bands from new the UK. New up and coming. New up and coming stuff or just new to us in the US. Yes. Uh, Aftershock does a really good job. They need to do more of that. They need to have uh, more of these types of artists on there that I think break up the monotony of the um, you know jock rock and the typical stuff we see mm-hmm. all the time. So Zeal and Arter, biggest musical surprise. I don't know, if, for you, was there a musical surprise? Uh, well, again, Lemma God. I, I've never seen them before, so... A lot dollars. of the other artists that mm. oh, that's I had awesome. seen, that's a good I'd one. seen before. That's so. a good one. Favorite band overall, Slipknot. Slipknot. For both Killed of it. us. That Killed was, it. It was killer. Man. Uh, so this is Sean. Uh, that We actually saw him in our hotel in our um, elevator. He was a really cool guy. We saw him down for breakfast like, as well. We weren't even like trying to talk to him. He was like trying to talk to us, and we didn't yeah, even know who he was at the time. It was cool, and I, he just looks like a regular guy, as you can tell on the right. He's just like a regular dude, yeah. and he approached the situation at, that way and didn't let on to the, the fact that he was in a band or any anything like that. So he was really cool. And then uh, we saw him down in the next Like, How morning. do you expect it when somebody's wearing like workout clothes and uh, Nike shoes? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you don't. Just being himself. Yep. I uh, also saw uh, Joe Mangan uh, in the back. We remember him from uh, our. Uh, Fear Fest Evil um, backstage thing that we got to do as a tour of the Winchester Mystery House. It was a murder mystery house as well as a murder mystery dinner as well as a tour of the house. And he was one of the guys in our group. And we didn't realize how many cool people were in our group. We had him in there. Uh, we had a, a couple different actors and stuff. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was. And then Kurt Hammond at the end, who I shunned. Sorry, Kurt. He I shunned you. I was pissed that day. I'm sorry I shunned you. You looked surprised and shocked again. Sorry, Kurt. <laughs> he was. He's like, it. how are you? He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, no. He's like, oh. He's probably like, who is this person, though? Uh, we want to give a shout out to Susie and Emily from Dead Sarah. They were a great interview. They were really cool. Uh, and as well as Tepe and Dustin from Thrice. They, they were really uh, accommodating and very nice. And then our last interview that we had from Tommy Victor uh, with Prong and Danzig. Very cool. Uh, just awesome guys. We want a shout out uh, to all of them. Favorite food inside the festival was very few and far between, as we mentioned. We did not have good food. The That one piece <laughs> of hot Nashville chicken. So I did give a shout out to that one piece of hot Nashville chicken. Chris and I both got a nibble of it. <laughs> the worst food was the dirty fries. It worst was this, food, dirty fries. Uh, it was this uh, business that made a, a thing called dirty fries, and it sounded good in the description, but then when we got it, it was very disappointing. It was basically just pulled pork on top of fries with a sauce on it. And that was it. And it, it was it was very underwhelming. And sparingly. 
Uh, favorite vendor, I always like the Grateful Dead uh, vendor guys out there. The Grateful Dead shirt that I picked up this year was pretty awesome. We actually picked up a, a stack of stickers as well. Yeah, from these guys, the Mortis the Viventi. The Mortis Viventi. And I wanted to give them a shout-out. Uh, they do tarot cool. card-type stuff and cool stickers. They were awesome. Our favorite vendor, one of our favorites out there this yeah, year. Yeah, definitely a favorite. Uh, our favorite restaurant and... Um, uh, experience in Sacramento was the Hyatt centric. Yep. Uh, with the bands and the staff and the restaurant that they had out there, the bar was amazing. Yes, I uh, all those right there. Those are Marshall amps. They were really cool and kind of hip there. And it's like minutes from the festival. Yeah, very. Uh, they it's the called the Hyatt centric for a reason. It's very centrally located. Yes. Very cool. Um, our favorite experience outside of the uh, festival at the hotel was this amazing pool. Check this out. Here's the hot tub on the right, and as well as the pool. And man, that hot tub after falling down in the mosh pit uh, came in handy so it much. I kept getting up to turn up the the jets on it. And like, like we like cut out of the festival early on Saturday, and yep. everyone else was still at the festival. We had this whole entire pool with poolside. Yep. Drinks, food. All to ourselves. See how they it have these like, little cabanas Credible. over here? Oh, yeah. we had That was our cabana. <clears throat> we were chilling. We took that over. We had the lady coming out here from the bar bringing us food and <laughs> drinks. Awesome. We had this whole area to ourselves. No one was down there. We had the jets going on there. That was a blast, and that was a great way to yes. end the festival and kind of relax and decompress from the weekend. Agreed. A crazy thing that did happen on the Amtrak <laughs> Uh, at our station here. Oh, you have a picture of our yeah, station. Yeah, uh, this is our station for <laughs> this Amtrak. This is our Amtrak station. And there was a dude that got on. He was sitting right around here, and he was a homeless man. And we were, like, down a little ways. And he hopped on the train, and he would not get off on the next couple stops. Yeah, we, we were stopped between... In the middle of nowhere. I won't say where we were between of, but we were stopped in the middle of, like, you saw orchards yep. and, and field. Yep. And the train just stopped there. And we only had, like, one... <laughs> one or two train attendants and they were trying to get him off they were the overwhelmed train. and he was being uh, uh you know that's the one bad thing about traveling like however that. awesome for amtrak who had they handled full, it well and had who had full transparency when we went to our next stop of what was going yeah, on very police true. were alerted okay. anyway yeah no it was it was good uh, and that wasn't that big of a deal. No, but it wasn't. Aftershock overall, it was great. Uh, we Aftershock was awesome. We want to give a shout out to DWP Presents. Yes. Uh, the media people, Christine, everyone back there in the media tent. Uh, of course, 1057 The Bear for giving away a bunch of tickets to everybody out there, all the listeners. Yes. Thank you, Danny Wimmer, for hosting this event over and over and over again. We appreciate you bringing us back every year for the last almost 10 years. You're awesome, man. Yep. Thank you. Uh, good good festival once again can't wait for next year so that was our aftershock recap guys hopefully you enjoyed that uh we're gonna finish out the episode with just a couple quick things here uh some new albums that came out uh actually just yesterday october 14th there's new stuff out from after all alter bridge austin mead avoid big big train what is that boston manor <laughs> boundaries cavernous gate deva Dragonland. Eileen, Killer Kings, Laguna Coil, <laughs> Norna Shore, Nothing More, Orianthi, Perfect Plan, Pod. Skid Row has Poppy, a new album out. Skid Row. Uh, the gang's all here, apparently. A new album from them. Chili Peppers, that's yeah. their double album. Oh, wow. Return of the Dream Canteen, uh, Storm Ruler, Trouble, Varials, Victoria K, We Came as Romans, and Wildness all have new and albums And we know out. Blink-182 has something coming out soon, too. We do. I already pre-ordered it on oh, vinyl. It's coming sweet. out, so there you go. 
Uh, last thing for us, guys. This week in rock and roll history trivia. All right. So on this week in 1990, what do you guys think? This band played its first show with their new drummer. Was it A, Nirvana with Dave Grohl, B, Judas Priest with Scott Travis, Ooh. or C, Black Sabbath with Vinny Apice? Mm. All around this time, all accurate. Dahlia, what do you think? I'm going to go with Nirvana with Dave Grohl. Nirvana with Dave Grohl, huh? Going with the... I almost went there. with Judas Priest, but I just went with Nirvana. It was right around that time. Painkiller did come out on Judas Priest, uh, from Judas Priest, and it was the debut from Scott Travis in 1990. But you are correct. It was Nirvana with Dave Grohl. Or was it David Cocaine Crosby with his new drummer Phil Collins <laughs> simply called this band's going to suck? It could have been them, but no, it was them. No. Nirvana. Yes. All right. That's it for us, guys. Rocknewsweekly.com, of course, at Rocknewsweekly for all the social media, twitch.tv slash Rocknewsweekly. We're going to start going live on Tuesday or on Sundays Sunday, at 2 p.m. on Sundays. We're going to start going live for you guys on Twitch. Hopefully, we'll be able to get our UK viewers in there as yes. well as some people from around the world to be able to watch us instead of having to go so late on Fridays. Uh, so make sure you check us out, Rocknewsweekly.com for all that, and we'll see you guys next time, all right? Have a good rest of your night. Peace. And, uh, peace. Have a good rest of your Saturday night, guys. All right. Have a good one. Have a good night, guys.